Fulfillment. I find that I am always trying to find fulfillment. But I find that fulfillment is a tricky thing. Because here's the thing. The Lord loves you. And He wants to bless you. But the thing is, is that He knows that it's really only Him and His presence that's going to bless you. Okay? That's, that's the real blessing. But as a father, um, he, wants to, he wants to convince you of that. So, so here's the tricky part. The tricky part is, is that I find in my life, and I find in the lives of others, that the Lord will bless me with things here on earth, okay, as a way to show me He loves me, but then he takes it away. <laughs> he takes it away because it's not the things that are the real blessing. It's him. And I find that if he doesn't take things away from me, I get locked on the things and I think that's what's going to bring me fulfillment. Because there are things in this life that bless me. But the problem is, is that the blessing is short-lived, and then when I get to a point that I'm not feeling fulfilled, I start to think about times that I've been blessed, and what I do is I try to either recreate it, or to recreate it in a way uh, that it's, it's bigger yet. Because if a little is a blessing... More is even more of a blessing, right? <laughs> yeah, not really. Because here's the deal. The deal is, is that it's God. He's the one that's the true blessing. But I get frustrated along that path. Because sometimes I, I, I get mad at God when I look at things that He's blessed me with and then taken them away. But what he's showing me is that in actuality, it's a way to show me that he is the only true blessing. I bet that your life has been similar. That there have been things that God has given you and it's been a blessing, but then maybe he's taken it away. Because he wants to point you to him. I think about so many different opportunities that the Lord has, has given me. You know, my dreams of being on the rodeo circuit. But <laughs> guess what? I didn't, I didn't win the crown. <laughs> God kind of took that one away from me. Uh, living out west. Uh, being on a ranch. I, I loved it. But you know what? God took that away. And he did that because I had the potential to begin to worship those things instead of worshiping him. Even in ministry, God has given me tremendous opportunities, but then he's pulled me out of them. And I, I found myself going, Lord, what's that about? Why, why are you doing that? Do you not love me? Am I not good enough? What's going on here? But what God continues to show me is that it's because he wants to show me that fulfillment is only in 
Him. It's only in Him. And He wants to lead you to that place. But hear this, it it is tricky. And it takes faith on your part. As you give your life to the Lord, the Lord's going to give you some blessings, okay? Because He wants to show you that He's your provider and that He loves you. But understand this, as you grow in the Lord, He's going to start to pull things back that maybe He once gave you because He wants to create a hunger in you because He knows that it is only Him that can fulfill you. So hear this. Some of the problems that you're having right now, some of the difficulties that you're having right now, some of them are actually meant to lead you to Him where the real blessing and real fulfillment is. I want to look at a scripture this morning. I want to look at John chapter 12. John chapter 12, which really lays out the path to fulfillment. And what we're going to find there is that we're going to find these are the words of Jesus in the 23rd verse of John chapter 12. I want to read that first line that Jesus shared. He says, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into His glory. Here's the great news. Not only does He enter into the glory, the glory is prepared for you too. It's for you too. It is. You are able to enter into that. He wants you to enter into it, okay? But here's what you need to know. Not only did Jesus die for your sins so that you could be set free, so that you could enter into that glory, but He died in order and He lived in order to show you a path. To show, one of the things we're going to see in the Scripture is that He's going to say, if, if, if you want to serve Me, you've got to follow Me. Okay? That's what it means to believe in Jesus. You know, some people say, believe in Jesus and, and you'll be saved. And that's right. But what it means to believe in Jesus is to believe Him enough to follow Him. If I don't believe Him enough to follow Him, guess what? I don't believe in Him. So Jesus says, I, it, the time's here. The time has come for me to enter into the glory, okay, that was prepared for Him. How does he do that? Because this is where fulfillment comes, okay? Fulfillment is the glory that God has prepared for you to enter into. How do you enter into the glory that he's prepared? The next sentence says, I tell you the truth. All right, he's stressing this. This this is the truth. And he needs to say that because it's, it's a little hard to swallow, okay? It's like, what, really? No, this is the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. You know, one of the things that I found early in my life is that I wanted to keep all of my options open. And some of you are maybe still in that place. You want to keep your options open. Because you don't want to get locked down, right? I mean, I remember um, when I met Nikki. I've shared this before. But before I actually met Nikki and knew Nikki, Nikki told her friends, I'm going to marry that guy. 
Okay, that's a little psycho, all right? <laughs> so, but no, in actuality, God was showing her something. But that is the mindset that when Nikki and I started dating, that's the mindset she entered into. The Lord had shown her, this is your husband, this is who you're going to marry. Well, if he had shown me that or was telling me that, I wasn't necessarily listening because you got to keep your options open. <laughs> Easy now. So a year into the relationship, I mean, she was... She knew that we're going to marry before we even started. So a year in the relationship, we're talking, and she's like, well, we're going to marry, right? And I'm like, well, uh, I think so. I, because I really, do, do I want to say this is it? But here's what I want you to hear. God was preparing something there for me as a tremendous gift. But in order for me to receive that gift, you know what had to happen? I had to get planted. I had to get planted. To get planted is to get stuck down in the soil, okay? In order for that bonsai tree to grow, roots got to grow. And before that can happen, you got to get down in the soil and you've got to be planted. But see, in my mind, I, I didn't want to cut off any other options, Listen to me. Some of us are still doing this with Jesus. I couldn't receive the gift that Nikki really was until I was planted and I said, okay, God, I'm going to give my life to this woman for the rest of my life, and that is it. And that's where I really started to see the blessing. But see, again, in American culture, we're taught, keep your options open, keep your options open. Hear me. With Jesus, it does not work that way. If you are trying, and maybe you've heard this statement before, if you're trying to date Jesus, okay, if you're, if you're trying to bring him in as just one among many others, you are not going to receive the life that he wants to give. So he wants to plant you, okay? That means letting him choose your life. He wants to plant you. And, and again, that, that, was, that, that was so hard on me because, I, I, again, I, I always want to have my options, you know. If I get frustrated with something, I mean, I, hey, I, I want to move on. Uh, the, the first um, seven years of our marriage, we moved and lived in nine different places. I mean, we were like, choo -choo 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 -choo. and then the time came where God said, I'm going to plant you. And here I am. <laughs> And we've been here 18 years. But in order to really grow, okay, that's what has to happen. If you're frustrated with, oh, I just don't feel like I'm growing in the Lord. I don't feel like I'm fulfilling, okay. I don't feel like I'm, you know, meeting my destiny, as some people like to talk about. Well, guess what? You must allow the Lord to plant you. And then after he plants you, you know what's going to happen? Well, it says right here, planted in the soil and dies. Now, here's the weird part. You don't really die because what happens is new life comes out. But in order to receive the new life, you must 
first be willing to experience the death. You see, to really experience what God wants to give in any relationship, okay, it means dying to self. And when I die to self, that's where the opportunity for fulfillment comes. But our culture teaches the exact opposite. And we teach it, you know, in the church and, and so on, you know. It's, it's, it's all about you, and you got to fight for your rights. And so, you know, if you get around, you know, toxic people or people bring you down, you need to cut those people out. You know, it's all about you. But when you look at the Word, what the Lord says is, you need to die. You need to die to yourself and let God bring about new life in you. You need to stop fighting for your rights all the time and trust God to do it. Okay? Now, if He says go do something, you go do it. But you wait for His leading. You, you, don't, you don't come up with the ideas and, and you know, get rid of anybody who's difficult in your life and those kind of things. You look for God's leading through it all. That is how we experience the life that God wants to give. I've been, uh, I shared this before, but I, I've been reading through a book that is so fascinating to me. It's over 600 pages. It's on uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, okay, the German pastor who died, which I knew that, but I really didn't know much about him. But what's so interesting is that I'm finding he had an unbelievably privileged life when he was a young man. I mean, his dad was a, a famous guy. He had all these connections. He had wealth. Um, he, he, just, he was just unbelievably blessed. But what I've found through it all is that as God began to lead him and he began to really study the Word and walk with the Lord, what the Lord began to ask of him is to lay more and more things down. But here's the interesting part. This is where he really began to find real life. To the point that eventually he, he laid it all aside and he gave his life and he ended up dying a young man. But the reality is, is that today, guys like me are reading about him and I'm being blessed and I'm receiving life because his life is pointing me to the Lord. And I need that. We need people, okay? We, we have the word and we have all kinds of examples in the word of people who've laid their lives down and given it to the Lord. But you know what? We need people around us. We need to see it, and others do too. And so I want you to see what happens in this very next part after we're planted and after we die. It says, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Do you know what your fulfillment is? Your fulfillment is is that God wants to use you to bring about new lives. And this is literally possible. It is. Not, be, not from you doing something, but from you surrendering your life to the Lord, dying to yourself, God comes in, He's literally going to impact and change the lives of other people around you. He can do it. You can't do it. He can do it. 
And here's the thing. Some of you don't believe this. You really don't believe this because if you believed it, you would be willing to stop adding Jesus to your life and you would be willing to literally give yourself over to him. Some of you are mad because you've got kids, you've got family and so on, people you love that are just making a wreck of their life. And I'm not saying that you can change that, okay? But here's what I'm saying. If you will die to yourself and you will really give yourself over to the Lord, you will see some changes. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying God will use you to impact other people in a way that will be undeniable. I'm serious. It can happen. But the thing is, is that many of us do not believe this. And so that's why we date Jesus. You know, we live our life and we kind of, you know, add him in because we want a little bit of the blessing that he brings. But instead of just dying to ourselves and giving ourselves over, we don't believe that God will use us to, like, I mean, change people around us. Now, I've got people in my family and, and so on that are an absolute wreck. <laughs> I can't change them. But you know what? I have seen God bring about change in some of them. And it's God who does it. But you know what? He uses us. If you, here's part of the, here's part of the, the key to fulfillment. You've got to believe that God can work through you in a way that literally impacts other people and changes their life. You've got to believe that. Oh, I'm too humble for that. Well, it's not about you. It's about Him, okay? It's all about Him. It's all about you believing what He can do in you. It's not about you saying, yeah, I could really change some people. If I... That's not what it's about. It's simply about you saying, I believe God can do this. He can impact people around me and change their lives if they see God do something radical in me. Stop dating Jesus. <laughs> Stop trying to add Him. Give yourself over. This is where fulfillment is found. Jesus goes on and he says, Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Now, here's the thing. I think that when most people read that, they think, well, I don't love this life. I mean, there's a lot of things I would change. Well, that's everybody. But here's what he means by not loving this life. Read the next sentence. He qualifies it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Okay, it's one thing for you to say, well, I don't love it. But here's the qualifier. Here's what it means. Do you care nothing for this life? I have found for me personally to get to the point that I care nothing for this life is a painful process. But it's a process that leads to fulfillment. The painful part of it is is that I get locked on something 
Maybe I've experienced something in a small dose and I thought it was good and it's like I want more of that and so I really lock on and I start moving towards it, you know. Maybe I experienced, uh, you know, something in ministry or just something in my personal life, whatever it is, but I'm like, oh, if I could get more of that, I would be fulfilled. And then what God does, because He knows it will not fulfill me, is he throws up a blocker. And it's like, what, what's going on here, God? You know, just like I, I've shared before, being a you know, young person in my 20s, uh, owned a business, God opened doors for me to be able to do that. And I was going to be financially set, and I had all this big program in my mind, and these crazy things happened, and it went under. <laughs> and I'm like, God... And, and you know what? I played Christian music in my business. I mean, come on. That should have been a blessing right there. That should have been enough for God to be like, I'm going to open the doors of finances and it's all yours. And I had other people in the same franchise I'm in playing all kinds of pagan stuff. They don't know the Lord at all. And their business was prospering. I'm like, God, what's going on here? That's all they were going to get. <laughs> was something small in this life. God loved me enough. He wanted to redirect me to what would bring me real fulfillment. I could have continued down that path, but you know what? It wouldn't have brought fulfillment. No matter how much God had given me, it wouldn't have brought fulfillment, and I would have kept going and kept going and kept going. God blocked it. It's a painful process, but God wants to take you to the place that you care nothing, nothing for this life. That doesn't mean that you don't love the people. Of course you love the people. God loves the people. God created the people. But He wants to bring you to the place that you care nothing. That you're like, you know what? If Jesus comes tomorrow, have it. I want to be with Him. I'm tired of this. Are you to that point yet? If you're not, God's going to keep taking you there if He loves you. It's painful, okay? But it leads to fulfillment and joy, it, 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 it is the path that God wants to take you down. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me. Just what I was talking about earlier. You, you, you see, there's this whole thing of, okay, I'll give God some service, okay? I'll, I'll you know, tithe my life, you know? I'll give Him 10% of my life, and the rest is, is me. That, that's not what God is asking. God is asking for you to give it all. Not a little service here and then go do what you want. God wants you to give it all. And so what you do is only what He tells you to do. That next sentence there says, because my servants must be where I am. You've heard me talk about how Jesus said he only did what he saw the Father doing. We are to live that life. I don't care what your regular job is. You go into that regular job and you only do what you have the Lord leading you to do. And he's not going to lead you not to do your job well, okay? That's not what he's going to do. But he is going to lead you in ways that, that bring about eternal things. 
But if I go in and I'm like, okay, this is my time, Sunday's over, you know, whatever, I'm just going to do my thing and I'll give God this little part, I'm not really following Him. God wants you to follow Him, lay it all down. He wraps it up and says, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. God is going to bless you. And that's something we were looking at in Sunday school this morning. And we just went over verse after verse about God is going to reward and he's going to bless. Okay. And if you think it's bad to look at that, sorry, I need it because the path is difficult. Because what he is asking me of me in this life is difficult. It's not easy. But is it worth it? Yes, it's worth it. You know, one of the things we talked about is how hard it is for us to withhold ourselves from something if we know we're going to get a big reward at the end. I mean, especially in our culture. We don't do that, okay? Rather than waiting till we can pay for something, okay, we just go make payments. Even though we're going to have to pay double, we, we do it now. Because why? We want it now. Even though it would be better if we waited. Well, when it comes to eternal... God is asking us to lay our life down now, okay? And the real reward that we're going to receive is after this life. And it's like, ooh, that's difficult. It is difficult, okay? And that's why he reminds us, he's going to reward us. He's going to reward us. So here's the deal. If you feel like you are not fulfilled, God has a path for you. But it's the opposite of the world. It's not fighting for your rights not trying to get all you can get. Instead, it's laying your life down and saying, God, it's all yours. It's all yours. And that means every day you get up and instead of you making the decisions, the Lord leads you. And you follow. That's fulfillment and it's available for every one of us. Lord, I pray that each one of us would have the fulfillment that you desire and it all looks a little different because we all have a little bit of a different path. But there's a connection between all of our paths, and that is we lay ourselves down. So I pray for the one who's fearful to be planted. I pray, Lord, that that fear would be taken away and that in faith they would allow themselves to be planted. And I pray for the one, Lord, who's maybe planted, but, but they're not wanting to give it over. <laughs> they don't want to die to themselves. I pray, Lord, for the faith to trust you and to die to themselves in a new way and to trust that you will bring about life in them and life in others as well. Lord, I pray that each one of us would experience that. Lord, thank you, Jesus, that you've made that possible. You walked out the path we saw what happened. You were raised from the dead. You are on the throne. And Lord, you've prepared something glorious for us. Lord, guard us from being shortchanged from what you have for us by, by trying to grab on to temporary illusions here, but help us to give ourselves fully over to you. In Jesus' name, amen.